Hey, it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlight. Enjoy the episode. This episode has been brought to you by my free masterclass. Reduce your work hours by half without playing catch up on the weekend. So basically, I am giving you an opportunity to grab your ticket for a free masterclass. So in 50 minutes, that's five zero, you'll be able to stop overextending yourself without being racked with guilt. You will be able to create some space to stay on task. You will start saying no to requests. And I actually teach you how to do this. And you will unlock the secret to reducing your work hours by half without playing catch up on the weekend. It's a free masterclass. It costs you absolutely nothing. All the details are on my website at rawrawconsulting.com. That's R-A-H-R-A-H consulting.com. Or in the show notes, there's a direct link. Just click on free masterclass and grab your ticket. I can't wait to see you there. Lauren Grace here and welcome to the show. I'm joined today by Myra Rath, who became certified as a past life therapist in 1999 by the American Board of Hypnotherapy. By helping private clients and groups to explore their soul's journey, she began to extend the sessions to include life between life explorations. There are no limitations to where your consciousness can travel to in a session. Woo, I'm getting total goosebumps <laughs> as I read this. She later discovered Dolores Cannon's method, which included contact with the higher self and the ability to heal oneself. Her technique, quantum healing hypnosis, also known as QHHT, is an amazing journey inwards in which you can connect with yourself, the higher self, ask questions, and heal once and for all if appropriate, with your soul contract. Myra offers a blend of modalities for her clients, including Reiki energy healing, cranial relaxation, and hypnosis. And she's joining me today to talk about all things hypno, I guess, related, but we're also going to be talking about past lives and what is the higher self exactly. Myra, thank you so much for being on the show today. I am so excited to speak with you. Thank you so much, Lauren. I'm so happy to be here. So one of the things that I think is always really important is to start off every conversation I have with kind of finding out what interested you in spirituality or what kind of kicked off, you know, your journey. Can you tell me a little bit about that? You know, it, I think it started out just a long time ago. Um, my brother, uh, he would recommend some books to me and I think it was just timing, you know, timing. I'll never forget that I was told to read Conversations with God, and I read it, and it was interesting, but I didn't pick it up again until 10 years later, and that's where I really devoured the book and really understood what was really being said, but in regards to hypnosis, um, it was just a weekend at the convention center they were going to have uh, the American Board of Hypnosis was holding um, all different kinds of modalities in hypnosis for the weekend. And one of them was past life regression. So I went and spent a whole weekend with our um, the facilitator, Dick Sedfan, and it was it just was amazing. Um, I fell in love with the curriculum that they were offering and I jumped right in and it was really, um, it started out as just a hobby for me, you know, um, regressing my friends and, and now uh, it's, it's just, it's taken a life of its own. All right. I love that so much. And you know what I think is important? To, well, I guess it's not important, but I just want to bring this up um, purely yeah. selfishly is I read <laughs> Brian L. Weiss's book or L. Weiss, Weiss, I guess, depending on Weiss. how you say Weiss. Yes. Yeah. Um, way back when, um, probably in the early 2000s, I guess, or um, mm-hmm. even in the late 90s. And I remember that's the first time that I'd ever heard about the concept of past life regression. I had never understood, you know, I think that was my first introduction, in fact, to the whole concept of masters and like life beyond this and all that stuff. And I remember it was such an incredible aha and awakening moment 
I would like to, um, you know, talk to you a little bit more about what do you mean exactly about past life regression, if we could speak on that. And one thing I will notice as well, or I guess note is that it's funny how you said 10 years later, you know, it just goes to show that we all yeah. have our own journey. And even though we might be connected to something, sometimes it takes us years to really be prepared to move forward within that modality, or I guess that sort of area. Yes. Yeah. And actually, that's still one of my favorite books, uh, Conversations with God, book one, um, where oh, I was just, it was, it was amazing. I, the whole book is just fully highlighted, you know, but originally, no, it wasn't. <laughs> um, so past life regression. So there's past life hypnosis. Okay. Which, you know, sometimes people say, oh, I, you know, I, a friend of mine did it or I did it online. That's not really regression. Okay. You really do need um, a guide to facilitate a regression because mm. it really is very healing. So for instance, um, you know, I, I did actually, I had a client that um, had an issue with being, um, overprotective of her daughters and one of them was going off to call she's actually in Ireland <laughs> and she was going off to college and she was just really having so much anxiety this is a mom that would take her daughters to a party but wait outside for three or four hours in the car oh wow. she always felt something was going to happen Right. And she wasn't raised that way. So it's like, where is this coming from? Yeah. You know, so often when you have these unexplained feelings, fears or phobias, they're usually coming from uh, a past life. So what I did is I regressed her to the time that the fear started. And it's actually that simple. All you do it, during the induction is to ask to go to the time where the fear started. And she found herself abandoned on the steps of, the, uh, of a palace in, in Egypt. This was long, long ago. As a little boy, maybe about four years old. Wow. Parents just, and I suppose back then, many children were abandoned there because of the wealth um, of, of, you know, the pharaoh. Right. So um, he ended up growing up to be the Pharaoh's just best friend, very, very best friend. They were like playmates and then they grew up together. And um, but so we do the therapy within that session. We remove that fear. When once you realize where it's coming from, you you let that go right then and there. You just let that go with obviously the right words and the right therapy, um, you know, you basically wake up and you're just so much better. You're just released from that fear of something that's going to happen. So it was a very interesting session. Oh my God. That's amazing. Yes. yes. So I'm definitely going to get into, you know, or want to you to get into, I guess, how it all sort of works. But I guess just before that, when you were kind of talking about regression, you did mention, you know, going and, and sort of releasing fears and phobias. How do you kind of identify whether or not a fear or a phobia is a past life thing or whether or not it's an, you know, a traumatic event or some experience that's maybe happening in your current life? How can you discern the difference? Your intuition, possibly, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, for many traditional therapy works, you know, it works. There's always mm -hmm. things to find in traditional therapy. You know, we all have little closets and things that we bury or black out. But I know for, for my client, you usually when they come to me and it's like, I can't figure this out. I had a great life. I, I had a great childhood. My parents were loving. I never felt abandoned. Yeah. Um, that's where you, you just kind of use your, your intuition. To, it's like, this has to be coming from somewhere else. So you just really have to go within mm -hmm. and, um, you know, this may not be the right fit for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's for sure. Often, yes. Often it does, uh, it, it does absolutely help and help heal and release things. Um, so many changes can take place as time goes after a session. It's beautiful. It really is. I can imagine that, you know, if you are trying to control your whole entire life, you know, your I guess we'll use your client's example with the daughters that it probably wouldn't stop there. There's probably a lot of control issues and other aspects of her life. And, 
And one thing that I know for sure is that when you are in line with spirit and things are flowing, you actually need to not control everything because we, <laughs> you know, it's about letting go. So I can see how a session like that could have had a roll on effect of, mm -hmm. you know, allowing life probably to flow um, beyond her expectations, quite possibly. Yes, most definitely. One of the things that you mentioned is that when she went and she did her past life regression, that she was a little boy. So can we talk a bit about how our past life regressions were not mm. necessarily playing the roles that we are now? And also whether or not you have an opportunity when you're in a session with someone to be able to connect with, um, with that person's loved ones and, you know, how that kind of shows up. Yes, great question. So absolutely, you know, we have been here many, many, many times. Okay. Although there are some newer souls that are coming to our planet. Okay. But I, let's just kind of focus on the ones that have been here yeah. time and time and time again. Yeah. And you are definitely different genders. And I've learned so much by facilitating the life between life sessions, which, um, so when you, when you are um, escorted through a past life regression, I take you to important events, important days, important decisions, um, the proudest moment. There's so much to see within a life, but we always take you to the last day of your life. Okay. And, right. you know, there's no, you've already experienced it. So it's nothing really scary. You're just sort of floating and hovering above your last day. There's, there's no pain or anything. Yes, you could feel a little sadness, depending on, you know, the, um, the information that you're getting, you know, what your life was like, if you were very connected with your family, often, you are surrounded by loved ones. Okay, on, on that last day, but you're just ready to go. You're ready to let go. And so um, now I take that to a whole other level. Um, you are then in the life between life sessions, you are met by your spirit guide, which is beautiful. They usually come in as a light. Okay, first, <laughs> before they show themselves. So it is an absolute recognition. Um, and then from there, your guide will take you to um, the, the um, life review. Okay, so you get to review that with your guide. And sometimes it comes in pictures. Sometimes it comes like a movie right, where you're, you're basically going through it. And then from there, you, um, you meet your soul family. Okay. So one of the things that um, I've learned is 100% of your consciousness is not here. So Lauren, you are here, you're having a human experience. Yeah. Okay. But think about how you connect to your higher self. There's still a part of you. Your consciousness is still there. Yeah. Cause right? I can observe my thoughts. Therefore who's observing. Yeah. 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 And your higher self is always with you. That's the one that's guiding you and talking to you. And they talk to you through your intuition and your mind. So we really should pay attention, but you're, so that's the beauty of, um, going to, through a life between life is learning who your soul family is. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you get to recognize who was in the life you just left and who are they now? Okay. So that part takes a little while because if you have a cluster family of, let's say six or seven, and they're there, we, we take each one at a time. At first, they present themselves as a light. And then as you move in closer, you can see that they're individual lights. Wow. And you just recognize them. It's just, it's wild. It's still to this day, just wild. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> actually like the best word. It's wild. It is. It, yeah. it is. And yeah. um, it, it's so natural. It actually, once you're there, it is so natural and everything is... Um, familiar, 
Sometimes my clients, it's like, how could I forget my spirit guide? How could I forget them? Like they're so familiar now, but they're wiped from that conscious memory. So, so yes. And then from there, then, then from there, you actually get to go to, um, the council of light where you get to visit with them. And it's usually a panel of wise beings that talk to you about the life you just left. And so it, it really is incredible in the information and the healing that you get is it's truly unforgettable. It's remarkable, honestly. So, okay. Wow. That's like a lot to unpack in that. So basically I just want to kind of reiterate that I've understood everything. So essentially, let's just use somebody as an example. They're having a phobia or some sort of an issue. Um, they come with you. They do a session. We'll talk about that in a minute. They end up going and reliving a past life where the, where the phobia or the fear started. Once they can see where the phobia or the fear started, uh, they can acknowledge that it's not that big of a deal, I guess, just putting it in layman's terms, and then it's resolved. They then check out the rest of their life because why wouldn't you want to exactly. see all of the other cool things that have happened? And then essentially you fast forward to the day that they pass away. After mm-hmm. they pass away, they then go into uh, the life between life area. And that's when they are greeted by their soul family. So as you said, there is a, they show up as lights. And then as you go closer, you can kind of pick them out individually. Yes. So I guess you would reconnect with them, like coming home, like some kind of a reunion. reunion. Of yes. Right. And then, and then do you then relive your life review in that period with those people? Or do you do that on your own kind of, and then go to the council of light? Um, usually we will move forward to the council of light because a lot of time has passed, you know, you really shouldn't be in a trance more than two hours. So it's a lot of information. And so sometimes people come back and want to reconnect with their soul family to learn more. Um, you could actually keep going and find out at what point do you decide to come back and reincarnate? What is that process like? Yeah. Who comes and taps you on the shoulder and says, it's time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> over. <laughs> I was like, um, who even wants to come back sometimes? Who wants I know, to come back? Yeah, I know a lot of people uh, like that I've spoken with, they're going, yeah, I love learning the earth school and all that kind of stuff. And yes. I just remember from a young age, I always just was saying, I'm never coming back. <laughs> I say that to myself, but apparently we are the ones that actually choose to come back. We yes. are, we are, we are such high vibration, high consciousness, and we are ready to tackle it again and again. Cause I have been, I've done a lot of trades as well with other practitioners and I've been many people, many people in both genders. And, you know, I keep telling myself, why, <laughs> why do yeah. I come back? I would love to stay over there and do work over there. That would be the ultimate goal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. I remember I read and I interviewed um, Rob Schwartz and he had his book. um, I don't know if you've read them, but your soul's gift and um, your soul's plan. And it's all about that. It's about like our pre-birth plan and how we, we decide what we're going to learn on this, you know, during this time and, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I guess I just, wonder sometimes what's the point of it all. So do you ever get that clarity? Do you ever have that question for yourself? (laughs) Yes. And what I'm being told is to learn, to grow. And if you don't get it right, you're going to come back and repeat it. So you really need to look at yourself and look at the things that you struggle with, you know, whether it's patience or compassion, whatever it is, okay, really focus and think, do I want to come back and do this again? You know, do I want to, what we need to learn is forgiveness. This Mm -hmm. is so important. And I will say, I have learned a lot and I've gotten forgiveness down pretty quickly, 
pre- I mean, I'm so proud of myself <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that I feel hurt by a certain situation. And, you know, the old Myra, of course, from years ago would just buck and buck and buck and, you know, just get in her head <laughs> and be upset and hurt and be the victim. And I'm, I'm not that person anymore. And mm. now it's like, I forgive you and I love you and, you know, have a nice life. It didn't work out or, the, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And it's just so much, excuse me, so much easier to forgive. That's mm. a big one is forgiveness. And if you, if you go throughout your life holding on to re- a resentment, you're going to, you will come back and have to repeat this karma who wants to do that? So, mm-hmm. and I, I just know that people are evolving so much more now. And I think it's wonderful. Yeah, I think it's wonderful too. And I guess, you know, social media and the internet and the, you know, the information that we have access to has really helped with that, bring the conversations to the forefront, like the podcasts, for example. So when you were talking there about forgiveness, I mean, it's pretty easy to say, I forgive you and I love you and go on and enjoy your life. Like, how do you, you kind of summarized it there that it just seemed like pretty simple. (laughs) I actually experienced it recently and personally, and I almost didn't recognize myself, but um, I also attribute the work that I arrived at that moment by reading A Course in Miracles and um, being a student of uh, a new student, honestly, of A Course in Miracles. And um, gosh, you know, it's like I want to pat myself on the back because a year ago, I don't think I would have reacted that way um, because it is hard. We personalize everything. And um, I had a situation today. I, I received bad news. And instead of talking about it because sometimes that was my therapy calling people up and saying you're not going to believe what just happened right listen to my sad story (laughs) exactly (laughs) and instead I just said oh well you know what all of that was an illusion it wasn't mine to begin with Mm. I thought it was mine I expected it to be mine yeah I didn't get it instead of being angry I just said, it wasn't mine. Yes. It was someone else's. And literally, I just felt better. It just feels better. And before you know it, you're not getting yourself all worked up. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. That's so good. I heard, um, I must have read it in Colette Baron-Reed. I've got a few of her decks, her Oracle decks. And one of the cards that I got in the... um, in the write-up, it said something along the lines of rejection is God's protection. I just thought that was so good. Wow. Isn't wow. that powerful? Ooh, oh, it I just is. got goosebumps even just yes. saying that. <laughs> so yeah, it's funny. I, I love how, you know, as we grow and evolve as souls and have conversations with like-minded people or people who challenge us that, you know, we do want to pat ourselves on the back and go, wow, look at how much you've progressed. And Mm -hmm. I think a big part of that is that we've decided to take responsibility for the direction of our lives. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about, you know, I guess the Dolores Cannons method, if we can. And and I guess, would I be, um, you know, safe to say that a lot of the past life work that you do is through that method? Because I do kind of want to know how it works exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, I would say um, probably half of the sessions that I do are QHHT, and that's because people are, you know, fans of Dolores Cannon. They've seen a lot of videos, and they want to try the technique. Um, so let me go with, you know, what is um, quantum healing? It was developed by Dolores Cannon, and it does involve. Um, regressing the client just as you would in a past life regression. But in QHHT, um, Dolores likes to, or she liked to offer several, um, several lives. So you may start off with going into sort of an ordinary life and there's really not much going on there. And what happens a lot of times naturally is you leapfrog from, you know, I may say, 
let's move to, you know, an important decision. And then they're moving to an important decision and they're someone completely different. And I can usually tell when they are because there's new, different people, different space. And I, I will simply ask, are you in the same body? Right. And they'll say, no, I'm someone else. Right. Are so, you looking at it through a pair of eyes, basically, when you're seeing this? They're seeing it just like using their imagination. And they're yes. just laying down, laying down. And that's my job is to be the investigator and ask questions. I always tell okay. my clients, take me along with you. I don't see what you see. Okay. That's what I was curious yes. about. I was like, that would right. be amazing. But no, okay. No. Yeah. So you're getting them to explain what they see and you're taking notes and that kind of thing. Correct. Correct. Okay. So, um, and I do uh, record the sessions. So I have a um, microphone as well as they do. So later when they listen to the audio, they can hear everything very clearly. Yeah. Um, so one would, um, go into past lives and you know you're not always a human that's the beauty of QHHT <laughs> okay so uh, I, I definitely wanted to touch on this because I, I want to talk about expectations because a lot of people will um, listen or read Dolores she has such amazing books and they'll read it and they'll want that experience I want that yeah and then they'll come and then sometimes those are the ones that struggle seeing and struggle um, getting to where they need to be to actually fully surrender to a session. Okay. Right. So I always tell people in the, you know, pre-appointment when I um, help to prepare them is just don't have expectations. You will receive what you are supposed to receive. And I really feel that your guides have already pre-picked everything you need to see because it always comes back and connects dots with your current life. Yes. Okay? One thing that came to mind there is that, you know, we're never given something that we can't deal with. Mm -hmm. Right. So I yes. love that you've brought that up. I think yeah, that's every, every session is unique. There is nothing that's alike. And, um, you know, last week I had an amazing, this was a one of a kind. My client um, was a, the first, so, uh, I just want to prepare everybody that you don't always, wait. Come to, you don't always come to earth. Okay. So oh, that's, God. yes. So you don't always come to earth and, wow. um, and that, that's really what, Dolores was known for is, and that's why she chose the word quantum because it is so big. Oh. It's quantum. You're not, our planet is like this, you know, little yeah. compared to where you can go. So um, you may go to other realms, other timelines, parallel lives, other planets. You may be an animal, okay? <sighs> So your consciousness chooses whatever experience it wants. It yeah. doesn't always choose a human. And um, with my client that I wanted to share about last week. So her first one, she, the first thing she saw was the spaceship. And she started laughing, you know. It was, she just sort of laughed. And I just said, just don't judge it. Yeah. Don't judge it. <laughs> Just explain, tell me everything that you're saying. So um, it was really cool because she basically um, was floating. She was an orb and this spaceship came by and they said, do you want to, do you want to come with us? You know, it was just one of those things. And she manifested herself to look just like them. Wow. And what they look like, she, she says is that their heads were like, she goes, the best way I can describe is a football, but sideways. And they had little antennas with like suction cups on the top. But, and I, you know, of course I asked how, how do they communicate? Everything is telepathic. And they were just really orbiting. Um, they were on a mission and she went in to explain all of that. But when I took her to her second life, she was a horse. Okay. 
And um, wow, all I can say is how, how beautiful she explained the perspective of the horse. Oh. And um, how she was rescued. Uh, she got glimpses of where she came from, but she actually says, I don't want to go there. Okay. Um, all I want is to remember where I, where I, where I am now. And she was, uh, she was a beautiful brown horse, very loved by her family with a little dog that was her friend, this little white dog that she would run and run and um, she talked about what her favorite things were to do and it was just to hear it from the perspective oh wow I I mean oh it's emotional I don't know why I feel emotional about it but I must be picking that up it's wait till you hear the next one (laughs) her third I was blown away at first she said I feel like I'm at the bottom of the ocean and I said, what are, you, what, are you, what are you doing at the bottom of the ocean? And she says, I'm just hovering. I'm enormous. Then she started really fitting in to who she was, and she was a whale. And um, it was just the sweetest story how at one point she did have her family and how she pulled away because the male whale wanted to explore, didn't want to be tied down to safety because the other whales they were all about safety and he wanted to go out and explore and apparently he had a little sister that wanted to join him (laughs) and he taught she talked about how she was always first and her sister was always behind i am i take care of her right and it was just so beautiful and um what a beautiful life and there was a really sweet area at time when I said do you ever tell me about when you come up to the surface (laughs) and it was the funniest thing how she says that she came up to the surface and would jump up and there were people on ships with cameras and binoculars taking pictures of me and I'm sort of a (laughs) show-off oh (laughs) was yeah it's like Amazing. Wow. To, to be the whale and know that you're performing. Yeah. And to, yeah, to have that awareness that you're to performing. Have that awareness. Yes. So would someone like that come to you because they have a situation they're dealing with, or would it be almost in a way, just like an amazing exploration? Like you don't necessarily need to have a problem. Do you? No, um, no, you do not. But with QHHT, after you see these past lives, then we connect to the higher self, where okay. now we can ask the questions. People come with a list of wonderful, I mean, if you could ask your higher self a question, what would it be? Of course, you're going to have a list, you know, so they come equipped with their with their questions and Mm -hmm. that's where really the healing lies and the higher self. What I always ask is why did you show her the life as, you know, as this being who was adopted into these, um, you know, I hate to say the word aliens, you know, these intelligent beings. What, what was that about? Why did you show her the house, the, the life as the horse? Yeah. And why did you, and it all, all of it connects back to her current life. Right. The reasons. And um, it all makes sense to her, the message when, when you're connecting with the higher self. And some people have higher consciousness, higher selves. Some have lower consciousness, higher selves. And what I mean by that is sometimes when you connect to the higher self, you don't even have memory of talking, okay? You're almost channeling the answers. I'm having a conversation with with this higher self that is just, and when they wake up, they're like, I don't even remember that part. And then others will say, I was pretty conscious. I could still, I'm still there just kind of sitting, listening. <laughs> so yeah, so fascinating. That, it really is. So that is QHHT. Okay. So I, I think that we need to explore the concept of the consciousness a little bit more. So when I 
based on the things that I've read and the people I've spoken with and whatever, I had this concept, I guess, in my mind of, you know, humans, we need to dissect everything down. So I kind of imagine there would be like a consciousness. And then if we made, if we put the consciousness and said it was a tree and then all the roots of the tree were, were like the lives and the different personalities and the different roles that we play. So basically that's how we can become all these different things, but we're part of the same consciousness, which in a way is almost like the observer of the different personalities and the different lives that we're living. Is that how you understand it as well? That's, that's a very good analogy. Yes. Okay. That's a very good analogy. Um, the, when I have a conversation with the higher selves, you know, they know everything everything about you, every life you've had, they know you the best. And, um, you know, it's really interesting in this session, the body language that you can see when one is connected to their higher self. Some people are very, very still and others, their facial expressions and the, you know, the REM, the blinking of the eyes is out of control. It's just fluttering, fluttering, fluttering. And you know, they're just, she's gone. And I am simply talking to the higher self, which is just so cool. It's just amazing. It's actually amazing. What are some of the questions that people ask their higher self? Always, always, always. <laughs> what is my purpose? Yeah. That's okay. that, when, when you were saying everyone has questions, I was going, well, what would that's I ask? <laughs> that's exactly why am I here? <laughs> why am I here? And I will say that some higher selves are a little more vague than others. Some of them okay. like, well, why would we unwrap the gifts for you? <laughs> why would we tell you that? You know? Right. But they, they say it in a way that is eloquent and, you know, but they don't give you much. You re Sometimes I really have to dig, you know, really, really have to dig. Um, but a lot of them ask questions about where they are going, where they are heading. And some want to know, why did this have to happen to me? Why did I have to experience this trauma? Um, right. Why did I have to experience being... Um, robbed by, you know, wh why did this happen? There's so many different questions. Some have to do with karma. Some have to do with um, relationships. Um, what I see is a lot of people making changes. I think 2020 really um, allowed people to let go, let go of certain things and start over. And um, it's, it's really interesting, the sessions that I had in 2020, how it propelled a lot of, um, of my clients to start with new careers, new relationships, moving. There was a lot of moving around. Yeah, it's actually fascinating. Yeah. I mean, I lost my job in 2020 and it's propelled me to, that's what kicked off this podcast. All of a sudden I was like, okay, I'm starting my own business, start this podcast, blah, blah, blah. So I can just relate to that a hundred percent. It's yeah. just, it's so wonderful. You know, these gifts that we've been given in, um, in a way that's not always necessarily seen as a gift initially, but it definitely becomes mm -hmm. one, which is kind of what it sounds like is a really clear message after somebody's had a session with you that maybe something that didn't necessarily look like a gift initially actually gave them some kind of a, a healing or some sort of awareness. Yes. It's very important to listen back to your audio, especially the higher self part of it. Um, because these are your questions being answered. And, you know, I always tell people go home and listen to what you're saying at least five or six times, listen uh -huh. to it because each time you listen to it, it just rewires your brain. It starts to rewire and it, it just starts to settle in. And that's when the changes start to happen. Amazing. Yeah. Can anybody be hypnotized? That's actually a great question. And the answer is yes, but will they allow themselves? Right. Right. So I have all these control <laughs> issues, Myra. So can yes. you, you know, like that. 
Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that client, she clearly let herself be hypnotized. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, you know, some people want it so, so badly and they're just trying too hard. Just relax, right? So um, I would say probably 98% of my clients just completely surrender and it's great. But there are a few of my clients that they really struggle to relax. And I, I think it's because they're just, their bodies relax, but they're hyper vigilant. Okay. They are sort of remaining in their heads and they're kind of questioning what they're feeling, what they're seeing, what they're not seeing. Should they see this? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, stop thinking. Yeah. <laughs> stop yeah. thinking. And, you know, it's unfortunate that sometimes I, 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 I try, I go front door, back door, side door, trying to get in, and they're just not letting me in. And it's not the practitioner, I will no. say, because sometimes I'll, I'll speak to people that say, yes, I tried it with another practitioner. And I will say, it's not your practitioner. You need to really work on maybe some guided meditations will, will help you just relax, really just shut that conscious mind off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, because a lot of, you know, people who are, you know, working on their spiritual journey and who meditate and stuff like that, you know, we're kind of aware of what a vision looks like. And, you know, just through guided meditation is a really simple way of explaining that through our imagination and trusting those impressions. And that takes time to develop that kind of trust and know right. that because I can see how, you know, maybe I'm going to say your average person for lack of a better word, but maybe somebody who's just getting started, maybe they, they see an ad for you and they're like, this could be cool, but they've got actually no concept or, right. or understanding of it because a lot of the things that you're talking about is happening in someone's imagination. And what have we been taught? We have been taught that our imagination is not real. It's our imagination. Therefore, right. I can see that they would be judging and questioning the impressions that they're getting sure. because they would think, I'm making up that I'm a whale right now. I don't even know how I would have come up with that idea. But right. <laughs> right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. The imagination, I will say, is the gateway to your true self. I teach um, some little hypnosis classes to let people know what it feels like to be hypnotized. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the, the truth is that you and everyone else, you, you go in and out of hypnosis all day long. Okay. Yes. This is a natural state. And if you, if you just realize, Hey, you know, I am in control. And I think that that's what they're thinking is that I am not in control anymore. Now I'm giving my control up to you. And that's not the case. You are always in control, but you are in and out all day. Anytime hypnosis is just a state of focus. And anytime right. you're focusing on something, whether it's reading or watching TV or driving or sometimes cutting onions, whatever it is, you are already going from beta, which is ordinary consciousness to alpha. So it just, you, you slide in and out all the time. I think one of the best ways to explain that actually is um, when you're driving and you're going, I don't even know how I got here. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. a really, yeah. 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 You, you slipped into alpha and time seems to just, you, you, you the pause button is hit. It's like, yeah. how did I get here so fast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. So when you were talking before about people who have a difficult time with letting go, wanting to control and kind of, you know, I guess, look at everything. Do you ever have skeptics that come to you and have they been able to relax to the point of maybe experiencing that aha moment that they just, I, I guess the only way to describe it is really when I hear something and I just know it in my soul to be true, I don't need to prove it to anyone. I just feel it and I know that it is true. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's the only way that I would be able to kind of ask the question in relation to a skeptic really understanding it. Thoughts on that? Yes. And I have, um, it, it's rare, but sometimes I have couples where the wife is really pushing for the husband to have the experience because they had an amazing experience right. and they, and they come here kind of dragging their feet. And so, you know, I just use my intuition and usually what I, what I feel with, with 
this particular um, type of person that doesn't really believe in it is I will lay them down and do Reiki on them. That will get them nice and relaxed. So it's a little bonus. <laughs> it's a little bonus because you know, they just relax. You can, you know, it just works. And when Reiki is over, I just, you know, tap them and just say, go ahead and lay down now on, on the, on the couch. And, and they just move from one place to the next and they definitely go, um, and see things. They will see things, um, that is beyond their understanding. Some of them will actually, sometimes they'll have past life experiences, little, um, they'll see little pictures and that, that come up, little scenes, or they may go back to their childhood. That, that has happened um, several times where, see, that's safer for them. Right. Instead of going to a past life, all of a the sudden they're seeing themselves as a child. And you know what? If that's where their conscious mind wants or the subconscious mind wants to go, let's go. Let's explore. What are we looking at? Yeah. And so no matter what, they're going to leave here relaxed and, and, and healed in the way that they can take home and say, okay, you know, that was cool. That was, that was relaxing. But yeah. sometimes they'll see things and then go back and just say, I don't know what I saw. And immediately the ego is kicking in, yeah. doubting, doubting. Yes. Doubting. I think, yeah, it's amazing. And then 10 years later they come back and they're like, I'm ready for a session too. Yeah. It's so funny. Cause yes. you know, when you talk about this stuff, going back to your comment at the top, it's wild. It's wild that we live in a world where we have been taught that all of these things that we're experiencing that we know to be true are actually true. Like it just seems yes. too incredible to even contemplate as being real. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And you have to experience some of this stuff or go through your, your life journey, see the coincidences and have your experiences in life, I think, to really kind of understand. And I guess in a way it's, yeah. it's building blocks, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I do have some clients that are just, they, they see the change, they see the growth from their last session and then they'll come back. I think it's wonderful to, to check in and do something like this at least once a year. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's just, it's, it's not only fun to do, it's, you know, to see where, where have I been? What have I been? Who have I been? Yeah. And, um, on, on one of my past lives, I remember being a woman that, um, and my, you know, I just actually did it to myself, just regress myself. And uh, I went to a life where I, I went to an event, the important event was um, uh, like a rally where our soon to be president, Abraham Lincoln, oh, was, wow. was about to speak. And that was really exciting. He was not our president yet. And it was really cool. It was really cool. It's like, I'm, I'm there and I'm recognizing who he is. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. Even for myself, it's cool. It's well, I don't know how it could be anything less than cool, to be <laughs> honest. It's amazing. So how does it work exactly? You kind of talked about when somebody comes and you think that maybe there's a, maybe there's a bit of resistance there that you maybe start off with a Reiki session, which we know is like, you know, healing them with light or like relaxing them. Um, what kind of happens next or, or how do you sort of get into the hypnosis state, I suppose? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, QHHT does have a certain script. It is Dolores Cannon's script, which I stick to. Um, but I also have my own version that I've uh, developed over time, over the years that I love. Um, this is for my past life regression. And um, they are very different Mine focuses more on the relaxation of the body, which is a lot like yoga nidra, where you're focusing on different parts of the body. And just through focusing to the sound of my voice and what I'm saying, you just start to go easily into, into alpha. and you're getting you know heavier. It. Yep. <laughs> it's, and, and just uh, the tone of my voice drops, you know, I've got the yeah. tone down and you can't help but just start to float. Um, versus Dolores's is more 
it's really cool how she immediately starts to make you visualize. The very first thing out of my mouth with um, Dolores's technique is you're already visualizing things because she already, mm -hmm. she wants to see. Are you able to see? Mine comes about halfway through the induction. Okay. Um, and I will say that, you know, I have a, a package that's become quite popular. It's called the Soul Exploration Package. And what it is, is it provides um, two appointments to the client. And the first one is past life regression. So you get to try my version and then you come back for the QHHT. Mm -hmm. And, you know, not everyone needs that, but I will say that it's, it's my best selling package because um, sometimes the thought of QHHT for people is so big that they just say, you know, maybe I should just start off easy and just see a past life. Let me do, let me do this. So yeah. um, it, it really, my QHHT sessions have gotten better because of the practice that a client gets to experience. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. You've kind of laid the foundation for them. Now they're ready and then they can go to the next level. So with QHHT, do you ever do past life stuff in there or is it primarily about that's where you're opening up to the different characters that you've been? QHHT does start with a past life. Yes. Right. That's the one that we, you get to go to like two or three. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. And so the reason, the, the way that you're kind of distinguishing between the two is that your past life session is you're keeping with human, human, and then the souls that you're reincarnating with and such. But QHHT is opening it up to anything e possibly. Her technique um, takes you to the deepest level of, of hypnosis. And it allows you to really reach, you know, again, you know, sometimes parallel lives, different timelines. And I'm going to tell you, though, it's very common now for people to go to other planets. More and more of my sessions, and I know maybe, you know, people listening to this podcast, they may, it may resonate with them. It yeah. may not. It may not. But yeah. you can't, like this, you know, this gal that came last week. She never expected to be a whale. See herself be a whale, let alone be, Go you know, to, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. And so you that's why don't have expectations. Just come in and just be open and just relax and yeah. just completely surrender. Well, it never occurred to me that that yeah, your past lives would would be non-human. Non I, I don't know why. I just never really thought about it much before, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it makes sense. I mean, we know that when you look at the sky, that the sky is filled with millions of stars and different galaxies. And, you know, the fact that yeah. we know that life is ever changing, we're just shape shifting through it. It makes sense yes. that we wouldn't yeah. just stay in one place. Exactly. And it's a hot topic right now. A lot of people are wondering, you know, where their home planet is. Where do I really come from and they're it they're feeling it and yeah so yeah. It, it is a hot topic a lot of people are wondering who who they um who they were you know what that who their home planet is yeah outside outside of earth can we just talk a little bit about parallel lives because i just feel like that's a concept that's pretty I mean, I guess it goes back to the consciousness of the tree thing that that analogy where we have roots existing simultaneously. Yes. Can you talk a bit about parallel yeah. lives and does something that happens in a parallel life affect your life? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, um, I personally don't know if it affects, you know, your, your life. Yeah. I will say, I will tell you, um, a short story of a client that clearly went into a parallel life because it was modern. Okay. It was, it was modern and it was okay. like, Oh, and I, I feel that sometimes your parallel life is kept a little bit behind the curtain. They don't really like showing you that. Right. Yeah. But in, in, in this case, my client came with concerns 
about his career and his life and how the, so much confusion. Should I go this way? Should I go this way? What do I do? And mm -hmm. that feeling of being stuck. And so when we started the session, um, he ended up with a past life. I think it was World War II first. Um, had a career in the military beyond um, surviving World War II. Uh, and then the second life, all of a sudden, he's on an airplane, a modern airplane, mm -hmm. on a business trip. And it's like, he knew I'm on a business trip. And now, okay, where are you going? Let's move forward. He's checking into a hotel that looked very modern. And wow. he goes into his modern um, room and he takes out a cell phone. And I'm like, I, I was a little confused. It's like, okay. And, and I said, well, you know, what about the way you're dressed? And he goes, you know what? I'm getting the feeling that everything that I'm looking at, the technology, I'm feeling like this is early 2000s. Okay. But the person he was there was older. And then the information just really started to channel. He knew everything about this man and figured out that he lives in Colorado. He's a businessman. He's in technology. His children resent him because all he does is travel. Um, social media started to become popular. It was early 2000s, maybe Facebook. I'm not sure. Yeah. But it was all about, um, you know, the image and what we look like. He goes, I don't understand it. But you know, the kids are into it. And um, I, I give my, 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 my wife and my children everything. We have beautiful vacations, work, 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 but no one's happy. Mm. So I, I believe that afterwards, I mean, the, the healing that was done in this session was because it was um, kind of what he was feeling now. And one of the issues is, should I move to this country for this big job or should I stay here? And I think that what they're doing is pulling the curtain open and saying, look at your life. Look what you're going to be if you chase the money. Yeah. If you're going after money. It was, it was such an epiphany for him. And um, just, it, it was, it was really beautiful. It was really beautiful to be able to see that. So, um, personally, I don't really get too many parallel lives. Um, uh, but that was one that really stood out for me. In a way, I guess that was probably one of the only ways that they could make it relatable. Yes. Because if you were showing something from a time period that you couldn't connect to, you'd be like, well, this is a modern day. It's this a totally different world. Yes. Yeah. It's so, yeah, it, it makes sense that they would have had to show it in that fashion. Just, just yes. fascinating. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. Yeah. And All it, right. Oh, no, it worked. <laughs> it worked. It worked. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how do you go about recommending people choose a practitioner and I guess the kind of method or technique that's right for them because I know um, that there are more techniques than just the QHHT um, and the past life regression process that, that you, that you practice. Yes. Yes. So QHHT should be done in person. Um, that's kind of the QHHT um, tradition is to yeah. do, uh, to find a person to do it. So you can go on QHHT Academy and find someone local that, um, that can, you know, do the session for you. If I, what I would recommend is definitely speaking to a few practitioners and see who you resonate with, who you connect with. I think yeah. choosing your practitioner is, is important and speaking to a few before you decide um, how you want to move forward. Um, so that that's for QHHT. For past life regression, um, uh, probably 85% of my work is online. So I do past life regression online, past wow. life regression therapy, and I also do the past life regression life between life, um, which we spoke about earlier, 
where you get to journey to the afterlife. So that I can do in person or online. Yes. That's amazing. So if you were to do a life between life session, would you kind of choose that session because you wanted some clarity about your current situation or, you know, is that kind um, of why you would choose that one? That one, that one goes more into what else is out there? What is there? What's after death, which really there is no death. It's, um, it's a transition, you know, it's, we have to stop calling it that, <laughs> right? It is, it is a transition. Yeah. And I think a lot of people want to know, where do I go? What do I see? What do we do on, on the other side? What are those, what happens? So um, I'm exploring where you, where people can schedule multiple life between life. And it's, it's just incredible. The information that you can get the growth, the healing, it really is. Oh my God. Do you also yeah. speak with people who have passed over? Like, do you kind of do mediumship work in that way as well? No, no, I do not. So you just speak with the higher selves essentially. Yes. Of that person's personal journey. Exactly. Yes. Now, sometimes if they have a, if they have a really just high vibration, I can actually, let's say that they are in front of a panel of um, light beings. Yeah. I could actually ask them to connect. May I speak to them directly through you? Okay. And then what happens is their, con their consciousness connects. Right. And I could literally have a conversation now with a light being, a wise light being, an elder, a guide, Guides, not too much, but the light beings, they love to talk. Yeah, so okay. It's, it's pretty cool. I just use my intuition based on the body language and really how deeply they are seeing things. And I'll know when it's easy to connect. And then I can just ask questions, you know, directly to them. Yeah. It's amazing. So instead of them filtering through the information back to you or filtering through your questions to the light being, you can just you pick up directly. the phone and you're talking directly. There you go. Yes. Cause there's a lot of pause and waiting for the answer yeah. because I'll ask the question and then my client will say, ask the question to and then you <laughs> yeah. have to listen and then you repeat it back. So sometimes it's just easier. Okay. Let's just, um, let's just plug in and make this quicker. So yeah. but I use my intuition as to, you know, who's ready for that. You must be a very good listener. I believe I am. Yeah. 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 You would think you need to be because you also need to be able to uh, assert, uh, like discern the next question or, you yes. know, where, where to go from there. Cause you know, kind of like when you're doing an interview, right. When a guest says something, you can, there's a whole avenue you can go down. That would be the same for you. You don't want to miss a cue. Of course. Yeah. You, it, it really, you have to be present and and be listening. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it must be and that's fascinating. Why, yeah. And that's why every session is so different because it, it depends what they are saying, what my next question is going to be. So it does require my intuition. Like, where do I want to go with this? You know? Um, yeah. It's just, it, it really is. It's remarkable. I it's keep just, saying that, but it is. It's remarkable. <laughs> I love what I do. <laughs> yeah. It is just remarkable. All right. Well, is there anything that I didn't ask you that you wanted to bring up? Mm. Um, not really ask, but you know what, if there's anyone out there that, you know, uh, wants to experience this, I, I highly recommend that they reach out to someone, um, close by if they want to have an in-person, um, for online, it's wonderful. You know, sometimes when you're in the comfort of your own home in your own bed, that works for people, you know, yeah. they, that's why it works just as good doing it on zoom. Um, that's actually primarily more of my work is online now, which that's, you know, 2020 sort of pushed that into mm. that direction and it just works. So people lie in their bed and you kind of take them through the script and then they're mm -hmm. out and then you would record it. Cause you and I are recording this on zoom and the sound is great. So yes. it would be like a similar thing. Yeah. Yes. 
Absolutely. Yeah, that's so cool. So how can people get a hold of you, my friend, if they'd like to find yeah. out more, if they want to book a session, if they live within the area? <laughs> I'm in Australia, yes. so I guess I won't be coming for an in-person QHHT session anytime yeah. soon. Yeah, well, me, we can do a past life regression. How about exactly. that? Exactly. There you go, online. Yes. So um, they can reach me on my website, which is soulsigns.net. And um, on Instagram, I am Soul Signs Hypnosis, and Facebook Soul Signs Hypnosis, and I'm TikTok also. I'm putting um, some sample audio clips, <laughs> little you know one minute clips on TikTok. That's Soul Signs Hypnosis. Well done, getting I on think TikTok. It's the I yeah, yeah, I just started that. Um, I think in January and. Um, I think it's a little boring for TikTok. You know, TikTok is very <laughs> quick, fast, fun. And, you know, mine yeah. is like, take a breath. <laughs> and what do you see? <laughs> so, yeah, it's a little, people have to kind of slow their, their heart rate to listen to some of my, uh, <laughs> my videos. <laughs> But you're showing up where the people are, and that's something that I've been meaning to do, and I've been dragging, uh, dragging the chain to get there. So well done on, on just getting there. So thank you. Well, I'll put a link to all that in the show notes for our listener at home. And thank you so much for being on the show. What a fascinating conversation! It's hard to summarize something <sighs> so incredible in an hour and a bit, but I think it's great, and it was just amazing. So thank you so much for opening up my my mind even more. Aw, thank you, Lauren. Thank you so much. I enjoyed talking about it. Hi, thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review where you listen to your podcasts and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday.